This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right. Zach Hewitt sitting in for Rob. It's 305 and the SNC. I've tried to sprinkle it through the day because the SNC conversation uh, will overwhelm us. And we can beat it to death in trying to present new options. There was a text message that came in and I, I wanted to address that one about the earlier guest and said, listening to your show earlier, Driving, you talked about a person, about environmental people and government jobs. I thought it was Action Alberta. It is not. It is, actually, Ed. Thank you for the text. Uh, it's actionalberta.ca, um, and it's got a cow on the f- right of the top of the website. It's a very, very simple website. These guys are, are just putting their pennies together trying to assemble this. And, in fact, I, I can tell you that they're making sure that they function you know, appropriately, they're, some of them are lawyers for what is lobby groups and laws and what they're allowed to invest in stuff. So, Ed, it is actionalberta.ca uh, is that conversation. There's so much that I don't think we understand with what's going on with the SNC case. And what I wanted to say was, when we look at the, the facts, just the facts, not the party bias and not the I hate this guy, just the facts. That's an interesting conversation because we really need to look at just the facts. And the way I understand the facts, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that because of things that went on in Libya, there was a case that started here, which we'll get clarification on with Corey in just a little bit. And that case that started here has turned into the possibility that SNC will lose the right to bid on government contracts for 10 years. That's it. Now, what's been made of that is that, oh, there's going to be 9,000 jobs lost because SNC is threatening to leave and da 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 Well, if they're government contracts... The assertion that if there are 9,000 jobs that are going to be leaving, that means that the government will not be offering contracts to anyone other than SNC. So if the job is hypothetically a bridge, are you thinking that it's possible that the bridge will not get built unless it's a government contract to SNC? What I'm going to assert is that the government's going to build the bridge. The 9,000 jobs to build the bridge, to build the highway, to do the work will get distributed through other engineering firms throughout the country. And this country is filled with amazing engineering firms. Big ones, too. So, there aren't 9,000 jobs. Now, there might be 9,000 jobs that are lost in a particular riding that is represented by an MP whose dad also happened to be a prime minister. Or, there's just 9,000 jobs that could change. Do you get what I'm saying? The 9,000 jobs is what I'm saying isn't even an accurate number. Now, is it going to happen smoothly? Is it going to be, is it going to be trouble? Is it going to be not easy? Sure. I don't know if they take away job, take away the, the, uh, the contracts or not. So every time that I see someone stand in front of a podium and say, we're trying to protect jobs in Canada, A is Albertan. You know, I call BS because that's clearly not anyone's concern. It's 9,000 jobs in a riding in Quebec. Now, let's check in on the facts because this was the article that was written by Corey G. Litzenberger. You're in Red Deer, right, Corey? 
I am, yes. All right, so thanks for taking the time to call in and share this with us. You wanted to write something as best you understood it that was only fact-based, not party bias, nothing, as best you understand the law. Is that correct? That, that's a fair assumption, yes. Okay, so tell me how you got started. You're not a lawyer, but you do interpret tax legislation for a living. And so you dug into the facts as best you understood it. So can we follow this map and try to get these pieces that you've put together here without it being overly geeky and inside language? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try my best, obviously. Right. Uh, I'll I, just I, ask I, you if I don't understand <laughs> it, so don't worry about fair, that. Fair enough. All right. uh, I'm a bit of a nerd, so... Uh, the, Basically, I mean, we we all we have to go back to, to several years here, but you know, when the when the charges were first laid, SNC, it had to deal with a uh, not the criminal code per se, but uh, section three, uh, and, and that number is actually specific for a reason. But uh, of the corruption of foreign public officials act, and this was so, the this is the Libya thing. Yeah, this is the Libya thing. So basically, it's it's you know you you, you if you have. Um, try to uh, retain an advantage in the course of business, offer a loan, reward, bribe, etc. Uh, you know, in, a, in another country, you, you can get charged under this, this act. Mm -hmm. So even though you're doing business outside Canada, you still have to work within the confines of what is acceptable business inside Canada. Yes, I mean, this, this actually law was actually brought in in the late 90s um, yeah, because it was part of an international agreement uh, with the OECD model. But uh, So, yeah, it's, this, is, this has been around for a while. Okay, so in 2015, RCMP got involved. That's my understanding. Uh, I'll, I'll let the RCMP get, get uh, you know, give better clarity. Yeah, it's public but record. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, so they 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 laid these charges uh, under that under that provision, and so that kind of uh, you know as as things have got progressed, uh, you know, we'll we'll get us to the this next stage about this uh, remediation agreement. Okay. So then, in 2017, is that where this one got underway? Because the reme they SNC said, "Hey, by the way, let's loosen the let's loosen the bolts on this." By the way. And wanted some changes. So, where do we go next in the following the facts, Corey? Well, uh, the next the next part, which kind of actually surprised me uh, in, in finding more about this out here in the, in the last while, was was uh, it eventually making its way into a budget document, uh, a change to the criminal code that had nothing to do with tax. And uh, you know, usually as a <clears throat> as a tax nerd myself, when the budget comes out, it's like a kid on Christmas morning. Uh, we go straight to the meat and potatoes of it and start looking through the, you know, uh, getting getting away from what we're being told on the on the cover sheet and get into what the the law is actually saying. Pardon you, me. You do sound like you're a lot of fun at a party, Corey. <laughs> I put the fun in a funeral. Uh, anyways, <laughs> oh, <God>. uh, <laughs> yeah, you might want to edit that for your listeners. But yeah. regardless, uh, <laughs> what, what I'm getting at is is uh, yeah, ta tax is a lot of fun. Uh, so when we when when we're diving into this, I mean, it was it was missed by myself. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, all my colleagues miss this, but I'm sure some of them have as well as myself, where, you know, usually there's other acts that, as part of the budget implementation, get amended either for spending or for uh, a tweak here or there for some wording, um, you know, and, you know, we're, we're looking strictly at the, at the tax stuff. And so when this budget bill then goes to, you know, through the House and goes to committee, it's going to the Finance Committee. It's not going to the Justice Committee. It's going to the Finance Committee. And so you have a provision that's changing the criminal code to add a remediation agreement as a, as a settlement option that is being reviewed by a finance committee, not the justice committee. 
And it, in my opinion, it should have been severed from the bill and, and looked at separately. Okay, so let me fast forward to the part where you say, under Section 3 or 4 of the Corruption of Foreign Public Officials Act, prosecutor must not consider the national economic interest, the potential effect on relations with a state other than Canada, or the identity of the organization or individual involved, and then you get into your conclusion. So what's your conclusion about this, Corey? Well, the conclusion is that the, the jobs argument is irrelevant under the law and the circumstances. Now, the, 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 the reality is, is that the, 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 what the facts were saying was that you know, both, the, um, excuse me, both the Attorney General and the prosecutor actually have to be in agreement because the first part of this remediation uh, provision, the three of the four provisions talk about the prosecutor is of the opinion that. So the first three have to be the prosecutor's perspective, and then the attorney general, almost like arming the nuclear codes, has to come in and agree with the prosecutor uh, to go forward. And so there has to be two people, at least, uh, you know, before you even go down this path, and then you know, at the end of the day, even even then, the judge has to approve the uh, the agreement. Your conclusion says that Jody Wilson Raybould did the right thing. I, I believe she did. I mean, I'm looking at the at this, and if they're if they're you know hanging their hat on the jobs argument, uh, I don't see how. I, as much as I hate to say it, as a Canadian myself, and, and obviously wanting more jobs in Alberta, uh, you know, we're feeling the pinches out here. I, I don't see how how that she could have got there because even even if they wanted to consider uh, the national interest like they're saying, uh, th- this provision is very specific and they wrote it. This provision is very specific and says if you've been charged under the corruption uh, of foreign public officials act, you cannot consider the the national economic interest. And it says the prosecutor must not. So even if the attorney general did, she doesn't actually have sole discretion because. The way the law is written, it has to be her and the prosecutor. So you're you're saying that this should never even made it to Josie Wilson uh, Wilson Raybould. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, obviously, as Attorney General, she wants to know what's going on. But what I'm saying is that if she she would have made her decision fairly quickly, because the way I read it, it's actually quite you know, as a tax nerd, it, it's pretty black and white. And for her to make that you know her position known, and then to have her you know get, get bugged over the next four months for you know twenty twenty more times. Uh, I, I think I would probably start to get a little upset with, with getting uh, getting asked for something that looks pretty black and white. All right, so if you want to learn more about um, it's Corey G. Litzenberger uh, with a whole lot of letters and titles and accreditations <laughs> on there. Corey, uh, you're in Red Deer. It's your article's on LinkedIn, yeah? It's on LinkedIn, yes. Uh, if, you, if, you're on, if you're on Twitter, uh, our, the firm's handle is CGL Tax. We've got a link on there. And if you don't have LinkedIn, we have a link to a local blog in Red Deer that uh, we've posted there as well. All right, just the facts, ma'am. Google that. LinkedIn, Corey G. Litzenberger. Thank you so much for your time, Corey. Hey, thank you. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.